0: Sit back and watch for the bullshit because you know what's coming. You <laughs> know You know Welcome, Welcome to BS with Brian Simpson, episode 9, I think. I'm Brian Simpson, your host. I know that's true. Uh, and We're back. We're back. A lot, of little, a lot of little things happening in the news lately. There was just recently a a shooting in Florida. No, was it Florida? Yeah, once a year of Jacksonville at a Madden tournament. It was a white dude. And I honestly, I always thought that if there was ever a shooting at a Madden tournament, it would be a black person. But uh, yeah, go figure. This, uh, that's unfortunate. Fucking sore loser. A game of Madden made you shoot. It, it, it had to be more than just that. I mean, it, um, I'm not going to say the motherfucker's name because I don't want to make him famous, but I, but there really isn't much more information than that. All they know is that he, <laughs> he lost, then he left and he came back strapped and shot up the place. You know, he must have got skunk. Oh, going forward, or fourth down, ass tight. So, yeah, also, uh, Senator John McCain passed away, um, yesterday, I think, or the day before. Um, and that's been real weird. That's been a weird experience because, um, I was not a fan of John McCain. Um, um, i think you know he voted against uh certain things that would benefit veterans a few times and he voted um he voted against a few things that uh that i wish he hadn't and i he he voted for quite a few things that i uh, that i wish he hadn't um but what's disturbing about about his death to, to me is just some of the reaction from some from some of the people i know is just it's a little weird like some people are like i'm glad that motherfucker's dead you know like he fuck like he burned children or something you know what i mean it's, it's it goes back to again that that virtue signaling thing that i heard uh um i heard, first heard joe rogan talk about but i hear a lot of people mention nowadays but just that just this need to let everyone know just how liberal you are or just how conservative you are, whatever values you're trying to signal to everyone. It's like, do you got to celebrate a motherfucker being dead? That's not like evil. You know, I mean, is is it impossible for you to, you know, not celebrate the death of someone that disagrees with you fundamentally on a few things. Because to me, that is the beauty of democracy. That's the beauty of America is that, you know, everyone has a voice, even the dumb motherfuckers, you know, even the people that disagree with me, even the people that I disagree with, you know, but it's just, it's weird to me to need to have this need for people to agree with you on everything. Or 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 they don't matter like as a human, as a human being. That's weird to me. You know, cuz it's cuz look, don't get me wrong. It's one thing for you to not give a fuck to John McCain that. It's another thing for you to scream it from the rooftops. What are you doing that for? That's weird to me. When you post that on social media like, you know what? Everyone Mourning this guy's death. Fuck that guy. For you to, for you to just need everybody to know that. That's what's weird to me. Yeah, it's, it's perfectly normal and acceptable as far as I'm concerned to not give a fuck that the celebrity died. Cause you already know how I feel about the sympathy jacking that goes on every time somebody famous passes away, how everyone, you know, not everyone, but some people just latch on to it. It's just, uh how do i make this about me but uh yeah that's that's weird it both of them are weird actually it's weird from it's weird to me for you to you know act like you knew the motherfucker and he was your hero and it's also weird for me to for you to like openly and outwardly celebrate that he's dead you know, I, I mean, he like, he ain't your sworn enemy, like, did he do, I mean, unless he did something to you, that's different, like, if you one of those people that he, like, affected negatively, or some story about him that I haven't heard, that's one thing, but it's like, the motherfucker died, he was served this country for how many years? Uh Both in and out of the military, so I, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know where I'm at with the, with those people, I don't know if I've ever celebrated anyone's death. Um but I can't be certain cuz I've said a lot of shit. I can't be certain for sure. I mean there are, there are some people that I would be glad if they died. Um um uh, I don't know. It would depend on how they died. It would depend on how they died. You know. I I think we have this weird uh, this weird uh thing about death where where there's always this argument of like there's this saying of people deserve death. He deserved to die. Do you deserve to die? I don't know if anybody deserves death. I don't know if death is one of those things that can be deserved or not. You know? Maybe I'm just uh, maybe I'm just Old fashioned What's up? Mm. I don't know. But that's just my point. I don't think you have to have you don't have to have an opinion about every fucking thing. This is not a strong one. Especially things about which you're, you know, not that informed. Mm. I just recently fell. Um, I was just a friend of mine. We just went to I was just, L- LA, is this weird kind of this weird ass, uh, fucking bureaucracy, dude. That like, I don't even know how it functions. Um, oh, finally, I to go. So there's a, there's a target target has been trying to build a store on the corner of sunset and Western Avenue for years. And, and it, I didn't know that it was a target, but it looked like a mall or something that they were building right there. And it's been like halfway built and like nothing else happening on it for almost three years now, since I've been in LA. Um, and it was all because, like, uh, some citizens coalition group charged that the city of Los Angeles had violated an environmental protection law, uh, as they studied the construction project. So a judge recently, like, rejected that argument. I guess it took them three years so they can be able to talk it. But to me, To me, it's something about that that just screams of corruption. You know, why does it take three years for you to? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't give a fuck if it's a Target right there or not. Fuck Target, but it's just the. It's, it's weird to me because I know this little shit like that. Like you know what? All over, all over the city, there are uh, there are psychic places, palm readers and shit. Right? I mean, they're they're numerous. Like more, like you see them in every city, but here they're everywhere. I, I would say there's probably mo, there's probably the only thing more that I see more than psychics here are 7 Elevens, McDonald's, liquor stores, and churches. But, uh, but fifth on that list is definitely psychics. They, they everywhere. You see them in little crooks and little crannies and little corners, right? But here's the wild shit. Of all the psychics I've seen, matter of fact, everywhere I've lived or worked since I've came to LA, there is a psychic or two nearby. You know, either visible or within walking distance, right? There's a psychic, there's a psychic across the street from where I live right now. There used to be a psychic across the street from the comedy store, but that got torn down. There's a psychic over there uh, behind the saddle ranch that's next to the comedy store. Um, And quite a few others I've seen or noticed. And here's the wild shit about the psychics. I never see anyone go in or out of these places. I've never seen a single soul. So I live across the street from one. I used to work across the street from one and just stare at it all night because it was across the street and I worked the front door. Never seen a single fucking person go in or out. It's like, I'm like, how is that place there? How is it in business? The most, one, of, nah, not the most, but one of the most expensive cities to live in or own a business in in the whole world. And you ain't even doing no business over there. It's just crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. I don't know what to call it. Can't call it. Mm. Now, some of y'all might be thinking, Brian, you should launch an investigation of some kind or something like that. But that's just because you don't know me and how hard I mind my motherfucking business. I don't give enough to, like, report it or uh, give a fuck enough to report it or do an investigation or that shit like that. So, uh... Um... Oh, no, you no, no. There's also... Man. So, my friend of mine, we just went and got some food from up the street. I, so, on Franklin and... Damn, I don't know what street it is, but anybody that lives in Hollywood knows this this intersection. There's an intersection on Franklin... Where the street is so fucked up that it's beyond like negligence. It it's not even um it's not like it's not like this this used to be a a, a well paved road and then a few potholes were neglected and now there's like big holes in the ground. Like, no no no, this street one and just one of the lanes. It's so uneven and lumpy. It's lumpy. It's like they paved over I uh, I don't know, man, like a like a <laughs> like a cemetery or something. Like they paved over a graveyard. It just left the heads, <laughs> just left the headstones under there. Like it's it's, it like your 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 suspension gotta be gotta be something special to just drive through that joint more faster than five miles an hour. I mean, one of the busiest streets in the city and there's this, there's this intersection. I'm telling you, you cannot go through that joint fast unless you're spend yours. You got a top notch suspension and maybe a lift kit. It's like, it's that serious. It's like, it's beyond negligence. It's like, it's like, it's like whoever the governor of who, whose ever job it is to have done, who have to take care of that road. is like, fuck you. It almost looked like that. It's like somebody in their retirement or something like a big middle finger back to the city, but just like, you know what? Yeah. I got something for these motherfuckers. I'm a plant, uh, <laughs> I'm a plant like igloos under the fucking street or something. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's beyond negligence. It's, it's, it's almost—it's almost funny. Like, luckily, that's—you don't have to. If you got money, you don't ever have to drive through that intersection. You know, if you. So maybe that's the reason why it's never going to be fixed. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with it. Uh, anyway, uh, that brings us to our Black History Moment. Um, shout out to my boy Paul Kruger. He's always throwing me. Um, little known, uh, little known black history f- stuff that I, I, uh, you know, cause I like this shit. Uh, today's black history focus is going to be on Eugene Jequois Boulard or Eugene Bullard, right? Also known as the black swallow of death. That's right. He was the first uh, licensed... He was the first Black military pilot. Okay? He was born in Georgia, and he was sort of insulated from a lot of uh, racism and stuff like that, according to his own autobiography. But then when he was about nine... His father got into an argument with a white man. They uh they came to his they came to his house and tried to lynch his father. His father survived the lynching. It wasn't a lot of details about that, but that kind of opened his eyes. He ran away from home. And uh uh he ended up in Europe. You know, doing all kind of odd jobs and stuff like that. Went from Ireland to England to France. And in France, he, uh, he joined the French Foreign Legion, which, and if you don't know what that is, the French Foreign Legion is basically, um, the French will let any, anybody from anywhere in the world join their military, no questions asked. But you're part of this specific branch of the military called the Foreign Legion. And they basically, you know, I guess theoretically you would be like cannon fodder because you're not French, but, you know, you get to be in their military. Um, I think, you know, it's something a lot of people used to do to, like, you know, escape their past or whatever. They would, you know, run away and join the French Foreign Legion. So he ended up joining the French Foreign Legion. Um, He ended up up getting uh, badly wounded. In a battle, and um, to the to the point where he couldn't he couldn't really fight on the ground anymore. And when he was healing up, he met an officer that offered to train him to be an air, airplane gunner. And he trained to be an airplane gunner. And then he heard uh, he heard about the hundred and seventieth regiment. Basically, he, he heard about a service that was training black pilots, you know, that was that was training new pilots. And he joined and he was so good. He, you know, he became the first. Black person in the world, the first recognized black person in the world, a military pilot. Uh, of course, it didn't make news back here because that was right in the thick of the Jim Crow era. And. Uh, he uh, he fought in a few battles and and, and, and uh in World War II. And uh, when America finally got into the war, he tried to enlist in the, the American military and they told him no. Obviously. So, you know, he continued to fight with the French and uh, then American soldiers finally made their way to France, you know, as wars do, and of course the racism and shit followed them there. And uh he was mysteriously dismissed from his post uh in the in the French military and uh you know, back then it was a mystery. Now we know what it was. It was that uh, a lot of the uh the white military officers they thought it would lower the morale of their men, of the American military men, seeing niggas, you know, have all these freedoms and privileges, especially they access to white women. <laughs> white women. So, uh, you know, they would accuse the foreign black military people of all sorts of shit from lying to stealing to Hitting them to you know, just lying because they didn't want them around, and that's what happened to him. Um, but uh, he he was a, he led an amazing life. Of course, the way they always do you. Um, you know they uh, the the uh, the United States Air Force after he died, like thirty years after he died or something, uh oh no! Thirty three years after he died, and seventy seven years after he tried to apply, the United States Air Force posthumously, which means after you died, commissioned him as a second lieutenant. You uh, know, I don't like that shit. I don't like posthumously. You know, I guess it's it's better than nothing, which is all it is. It's better than nothing. But but that's that's their whole. It goes back to that whole saying justice delayed is no justice at all I, I, and to me that's the true measure of our country is or or just our society just as people how long before we right wrongs if it's possible or how long do we before we atone for shit you know because, you know, they didn't even do it right when he died. They did it 30 some years after he died when nobody they gave a fuck was even alive anymore. You know? So, I, it's, it's weird. I've been doing, I've, only, this is only the ninth episode, but I feel like it's the same story with so many of these people. It's like they, they're denied an opportunity. They achieve something great anyway. They get, conspired against or shit upon somehow by racism or just all around haterism and then they either don't get justice at all or they get justice way the fuck after it matters you know it's, i feel i feel like every time i record an episode of this it's like it's like i'm <laughs> it's like i got to watch roots every week that's what it feels like but uh whatever I, I think it's good for me this is good for me it's cathartic i um i learn more about i learn more and more about my culture my people but it's just depressing because it's like every story ends in tragedy or it, it, it maybe, maybe tragedy isn't the right word, but it just, cause I guess everyone has to die, but it's, it's always like, I just feel like I just want a happy ending. Can I just get one happy ending? Maybe I do the next episode about Barack Obama. I don't know. Or Beyonce or something like that. Um, uh, but Thanks for listening. To episode nine, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, opinions, email me. Don't walk up to me on the street, because I say that I say that in every episode. Hey, if you got any opinions, like you know, just holler at me. You know, actually, I did I did say tell me on the street too. But you could message me. You can message me as well. The BS comedian on Instagram. Check me out. I'm gonna be at. So, Sunday, I'm going to be in Palm Springs. That's going to be a dope show. Um, I forget the name of the venue. Um, uh, Labor Day. What's going on Labor Day? I think I'm just chilling, barbecue. On the 5th, I'm going to be at Common Space Brewery. That's in LA. Um, And then on the 9th, I'm going to be in Verdugo Bar at 8 o'clock that's also here in uh, in LA um, on the 10th I'm going to be in San Diego again um, downtown I'm going to post all this stuff on my Instagram like all the details and stuff like that but I'm going to be in San Diego on the 10th uh, the 12th the 14th and the 15th so come see me then if, uh, if you're if you're interested actually there'll probably be another episode of the podcast out um, buys then, so, yeah. so no, all this is really pointless uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah thank you for listening email me bscomedian at uh, bs with Brian simpson at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram bscomedian I don't really fuck with the Twitter no more but I'm also short wide neck on Twitter if you want to follow me on that for some reason night Oh well, good morning